1: This hour of the Casa Report is brought to you by Dole Food Company, the world's leading producer and distributor of fresh fruits and vegetables.
2: Welcome to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and thank you for joining me for another two hours of Straight Talk Radio. For listeners who tuned in today to hear Dennis Ross, unfortunately, Mr. Ross is sitting in a plane somewhere 10,000 feet above ground, and he will not be able to join us today. But in light of concerns over the escalating danger to young people in America, our producers jumped at the opportunity to reach out to a man who is one of the most recognizable child advocates in the world, Mr. Mark Klass will be with us in just a few moments to talk about recent breakthroughs which can make a life and death difference to a child in peril. As it's my custom each week, I'd like to tell you a little bit about Mr. Class. Mr. Class is the father of Polly Class, the 12-year-old youngster who was abducted at knife point from her home in Petaluma, California, and later murdered. 2013 marks the 20th to the 20 year anniversary. Can you believe that of this horrific crime during during the past two decades? Mark class has been a relentless advocate for children as well as a tireless resource for parents, police investigators and the media. He not only established the class, Kids Foundation, but he's also quick to arrive on the scene to help organize the search effort whenever parents of missing children reach out to him. In Polly Class' case, Richard Allen Davis was caught, convicted, and is currently awaiting execution at California's San Quentin Prison. It's important to note that in the wake of the Polly Class case, California and several other states passed the three strikes law, which mandate that the court impose a 25-year-to-life sentence on criminals with three or more convictions convictions. convictions but mark class didn't stop there he's using every and any means possible to keep offenders off the streets and away from innocent children in just a moment we're going to be talking about how parents can use technology like a new app called guardian angel to stop a dangerous and growing trend it's my privilege to have with us today a man who has become every parent's superhero mr mark class welcome to the program mr class
3: Well, thank you, Rebecca, for those very kind words. It's it's humbling.
2: I have to say that there is no one who spends more time getting in front of the media, getting the word out, and helping to educate parents as to the dangers. And I just want to personally, as a mother, thank you for the work that you've been doing. Um, You know, it's pretty well known that your life pivoted when your own daughter, Polly, was abducted from your home. And it's really difficult to imagine that that occurred almost two decades ago. So there may be listeners today that aren't familiar with the case and what you were doing before this happened so would you mind if we started there
3: oh no I don't mind at all um well the time and place was the San Francisco Bay Area in the late fall of 1993 and uh I was working on uh, San Francisco's Knob Hill running the Hertz car rental franchise at the Fairmont Hotel um it was a it was a difficult job but it was a, a well-paying job I, I loved what I was doing um my life actually was was sort of closing in on perfection. I had this great job. I had a great woman in my life. Um, my daughter was spending more and more time with us. And it's almost one of those points where you say, wow, can life get any better than this? And then and then really it all fell apart one evening on the evening of October 1st, 1993. Um, I got her a phone call at about 1130 at night telling me that uh, Polly who had who lived with her mother in Petaluma, California, um, which is 30 miles north of where I live, mm-hmm. had been kidnapped from a slumber party she was hosting in her own bedroom with two of her girlfriends. And what had happened is at about 10.30 in the evening, while Polly's mother, in fact, was asleep in the next bedroom, a knife-wielding bearded stranger entered the house, entered Polly's bedrooms, told the girls if they made a noise, he would slit their throats. He then proceeded to tie and bind and gag the other two girls and steal Polly into the night. And her last words, in fact, that anybody ever heard were, please don't hurt my mother and sister. Um, and those have been kind of guiding words for me, The the extraordinary courage that she showed in that, last moment but we then proceeded to search for polly for 65 days only to find she had been kidnapped raped and murdered that very evening october 1st by a recidivist violent felon who had only been released from prison uh three months prior um for good behavior so we uh fought for Polly. We, 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 we organized searches. Um, once it was all over, my wife and I had a long talk and we realized that there were not a lot of people out there advocate, advocating the kinds of things we felt needed to be advocated and decided we would take that on as our mission and that we would do it in Polly's memory and to build a legacy in her name and to try to try to create some meaning out of her death.
2: And you meant what you said, because uh, there has been nobody that is more dedicated to the safety of children and also educating parents as to what is available to them to protect their families. Now, according to the FBI's National Crime Information Center, 85 to 90 percent of all missing persons reports are for children under the age of 18. Do I have that right?
3: You do have that right, and in fact, those numbers have been consistent for at least the last 20 years now. So I think that there's, there's uh, I think that there's real validity to that.
2: So I, I read in one of your websites that 2,100 times a day, and I, I'm going to repeat that figure. 2,100 times a day, a parent or a caregiver uh, feels the disappearance is serious enough to contact law enforcement. And to me, that seems like a huge number. And with so many reports coming in, there just can't be any way for law enforcement to have enough manpower to chase down every one of these uh, worries. So how does that work?
3: Well, I I think what you said is key. I mean, it's it's really overwhelming, although we are a country of 330 million people. That still is is an awful large number, and it encompasses everything from kids that don't get home in time for dinner to situations like Paulie's where the children are kidnapped by a predator. The vast majority of those instances are um, resolved rather quickly. But there are some that linger, certainly the family types of abductions linger, the runaway situations linger, and the uh, predatory situations linger. And that in itself is, is a huge burden on law enforcement, and uh, it's such a huge burden, in fact, that they really pay no attention to runaway kids at all.
2: And yet you make it clear that the first three hours are the most critical, but with so many reports coming in and so many budget cuts and, and the laying off of police officers, how, how does this
3: work? Well, that's that's where Paulie's Guardian Angel came in. What we did, Rebecca, over the last year or so, is realize that there are just so many problems out there that government either can't or won't be able to, to uh, resolve them and then we see a lot of gridlock in government these days Um, everything has become so partisan nothing seems to be getting done so we thought we would try to turn families into first responders we would try to put the burden of responsibility on the shoulders of families and give them the ability then to sound their own alerts when children go missing you're exactly right the first three hours are the most critical but did you know that in the United States when they issue an amber alert, which are supposed to be for those most critical, um, those most critical uh, types of, of, of disappearances, that it takes three to five hours to issue that alert?
2: Well, that's the thing that I was going to get to is that by the time someone files a complaint and by the time the police allow enough time to go by to know whether it's serious or not or your child just showed up late for dinner because they got something better to do. I mean, every parent knows if you've got teenagers or youngsters, you know, they get caught up in games or they're having fun with their friends. They lose track of time. You know, and and so as you say, many of these self-resolve, but the police like to allow a certain amount of time to let some of these resolve. And during that time, those children that are in jeopardy are becoming increasingly endangered. So, you know, this is what bothers me is is that this number of 2,100 times a day, someone's making a report. You know, one of the things we have to ask parents to do is to use some judgment, you know, don't hit the panic switch too early, but certainly don't be afraid if you if you feel that there has been some, uh, some mischief uh, along the way. Now, we're going to have to take our first commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about this new app that you've announced that will help get the word out even more quickly than before. You're listening to The Costa Report.
4: all know that the wrong time to start planning is when we're under fire and there is no time to plan but it's also true that most of us are not prepared for when we or a family member suddenly needs expensive nursing home care take your estate for example whether it's small or large how sure are you that your will is legal are your children poised to avoid costly probate and reap the benefits of what you want them to have or will they be left like seven out of 10 families are each year with piles of paper and no idea what your intentions were. My name is John Lawton and I have been helping families through their most difficult transitions in life for over three decades. Beginning in January, I'll be answering your questions about estate planning and elder care in a new segment on the Costa Report called Family Matters. We'll talk about everything from your care, your children, your pets, and your peace of mind. So join me every Friday, starting in January, right here on your favorite weekly news program, The Costa Report.
2: and we listened. The new and improved paperback edition of The Watchman's Rattle is now available in bookstores everywhere, including airports across the country. If you've been hemming and hawing about not having time to go online or pick up a copy, well, now you don't have any excuses. Find out why government gridlock, terrorism, epidemic obesity, crime on Wall Street, even problems with education and health care have an evolutionary basis to them because when you do, you'll never look at our problems the same way. So pick up the freshly printed paperback edition of the watchman's rattle don't wait do it now give yourself a real reason to feel optimistic that's the watchman's rattle available everywhere you are
1: Enjoy chocolate of all types at the 6th Annual Santa Cruz Chocolate Festival. Sunday, January 20th, from 1 to 4 p.m. at the Coconut Grove on the Beach Boardwalk. Sponsored by the UCSC Women's Club, proceeds support re-entry student scholarships at UCSC. Enjoy the silent auction, wine tasting, the Santa Cruz Derby Girls, and cupcake decorating. For more information, check SantaCruzChocolateFestival.org.
5: Welcome to Automated Computer Services, America's most drawn out tech support line. One moment, please.
6: For a full listing of our personnel, press one. Please enter the person's full name, starting with their last, then their first, followed by their bank account number and their birth date. I'm sorry, there is nobody here by that name. For a full listing of our staff, press one. To speak with a customer service representative, press two. Thank you. Your current wait time is 4 hours and 37 minutes. Please enjoy the music. Tired of unfriendly computer support? Slow computer? Viruses? Spyware? No problem. Call the friendly computer experts at User-Friendly Computing. We take care of all your PC, Macintosh, and laptop needs. Mention KSCO and get a free $50 diagnostic. Visit us today at 505 River Street on the way to downtown Santa Cruz, across from Gateway Plaza. We give you a choice. Drop your computer by the shop, or we'll come to you. Call us today at 423-9653. User-Friendly Computing.
1: Tune in to the Sentinel Radio Program Saturday morning at 8 a.m. right here on AM1080 KSCO. Brought to you by First Church of Christ Scientist Monterey. Come into our Christian Science Community Reading Room and Bookstore and find comfort from the challenges you're facing. We have the resources that will connect you with your God-given substance. Find help now. Our address is 780 Abrego Street in Monterey. Reach out for this help today. Come in and visit or call 831-372-5076. 372-5076.
2: Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and my guest today is well-known crusader for children's safety, Mr. Mark Klass. And before the break, we were making the point that the police departments today are completely overwhelmed with missing persons reports. So it's important for parents to know this and to be prepared to act proactively. So before we talk about this new app that you've developed, let me just ask you about this. You've been at this for almost two decades now and during that time you've learned a lot. So in addition to acting quickly, what's the second most important factor in locating a missing child?
3: The second most important factor is to have all good information at your hands at any given moment, um, because ignorance is is what ignorance and, and just not knowing the correct steps to take I think are, are what what cause people to fail in in all kinds of enterprises not simply looking. missing children so rebecca that's one of the reasons why we personally as a foundation intervene in missing child cases with Polly's guardian angel
2: you're absolutely right it's ignorance that helps to enable criminals and, and we have to remember that. It's no excuse. I know that so many families listening today are working two and three jobs, and they're trying to just put food on the table and get their kids to do their homework and, and you know participate in sports and show up at the PTA meetings. And sometimes it's really difficult to to get out ahead of the problem, don't you think?
3: Oh, I know it is. Of course it is. I mean, like you say, people are taxed. These are difficult times that we live in, and uh, people have so many things going on. Children have so many things going on. There's so, so much information sort of uh, bombarding all of us at any one given time that it's good to know that if uh, one certain thing do- does happen, and this is why we, our, our app is very, very specific to missing children, then you will have all of the best information at hand, and you will be able to push a panic button that will send an alert out to every other app user within a 15-mile radius, an alert that would contain the children's um, physical description, their picture, their last known location, the ability to start um, to start communicating with, with the, the parent who pushed the alert in case they have any tips, et cetera.
2: So this is an app that if you download it, any time a child is missing, the parents can send you an actual email poster and say this child is missing.
3: Is That's that right? Absolutely correct, but it really goes far beyond that. That's the first thing that happens. Within ten minutes you receive a push notification that prompts you to call nine one one if the case hasn't been resolved, and uh, if you if you still don't know where your child is, within thirty minutes, we prompt you to contact the Class Kids Foundation. We have a Poly Center that's located at troy university in pensacola florida or class kid trained operatives are waiting to take people's calls and then step them through that entire process to ensure that nothing is overlooked and that everything is done to recover the child
2: so this is something that anybody with a smartphone any parent and any neighbor any aunt uncle grandparent can download this to their smartphone
3: That's exactly right. The iPhone version is on the market now. The Android version should be on the market within, well, certainly within the next week.
2: Okay, so let me ask you this. Does this mean I'm going to get 2,100 reports of missing people every day like the police departments do? What about people that are worried about that? I'm going to get inundated every time a kid is five minutes late for dinner.
3: Yeah, and people do say that. First of all, this is completely localized. We're starting with a 15-mile radius to see how that goes. So that means you're not going to be notified about anybody that lives outside of a 15-mile radius. And I think that that's a a real fallacy that's existed for a long time, Rebecca, in in all types of alerts for missing children, that indeed you will be over-inundated if you receive every alert. But if you're in, say, well, let's say Santa Cruz, and uh, a child is is reported missing in San Diego, that doesn't affect your life one way or the other. There's no reason you should be notified about that unless you know the child or the child is in your family, um, and it only really muddies the water. So we understand the localization of missing children alerts and are very specific about that
2: right so people don't have to worry when they download this app that they're going to get announcements every you know 10 seconds or anything these are only going to be critical cases that they get about children that they care about and they're in their community
3: That's exactly right, and it also allows you to be part of the solution. And I think that that's really, really important because everybody wants to do something to help missing children. I see that all the time when we get involved in individual cases and ask for volunteers to come out. They can come out in large, large numbers. People do want to help however they can, and this is a way for people to help simply by downloading a smartphone application. Then you get to be part of the solution.
2: And and you've also announced this GPS tracking system for children in the form of a wristwatch. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
3: Well, yeah, the Leo wristwatch is absolutely brilliant. Um, it is a uh, it's a it's a GPS enabled wristwatch that tracks children. Um, there's a lot of child tracking GPS devices out there, um, but the difference between this one and the others is that this one has. First of all, it has a titanium-infused wristband, which makes it almost impossible to remove if you're not the parent and you don't have the key for it. And secondly, it has an extended battery pack, which allows it to send what we call breadcrumbs every minute or two throughout the day without consideration for the battery uh, wearing out. And I think that, that that that's what separates this from a lot of other devices. And let me give you an example. We're, we're looking for a young lady, a young girl, in Northern California named Sierra Lamar, Uh and Sierra has been missing for nine months now, more than nine months now, and uh, she had a GPS-enabled cell phone, but her cell phone was found the next day, which made it absolutely useless in locating Sierra. The thing that separates the Leo watch from every other device is that it can't be removed, It's almost impossible to remove it. And it's very distinctive looking. So if somebody comes by and they're looking for a kid to snatch and they see a kid wearing the Leo watch, they're going to move on to a much easier target. So
2: you you see this as um, a piece of jewelry that would act as a deterrent?
3: Well, I think it acts as a deterrent, sure. It's just like having ADT signs in your front yard. Thieves walk by and they see that your yard is, your house is armed. They're going to move to the house next door that doesn't have an ADT sign because they know that they will have more time to be able to commit their mayhem before their first responders arrive.
2: Yeah, but how long is it going to be before somebody comes up and uh, posts on the Internet some device that will remove this wristwatch? You, you know that those things come up all the time. I, I hate to look at the dark side, but for every invention we have, we have somebody coming along to undo that invention. right? Well, we have hackers that get into the Pentagon. We have – I mean – uh, you know uh-huh. I, I don't know I, I I really don't know I want these things to work but there's also just another side of me that says that we've got a systemic problem and it's something that I want to talk to you about because you know we know that these numbers are getting larger and larger we know that our children are under more peril than when you and I were children mm-hmm. and I and I am very worried about that and I and I'm all for technology I think what you're doing with this app and with this GPS uh, wristwatch is so positive and 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 such a wonderful invention but on the other hand there's also a part of me that says these things tend to be short lived now we're going to have to take another break and when we get back I want to talk about another peril I'd like to get your opinion about the events in Newton for just a moment you're listening to the Costa Report here today with Scott Caraccioli, owner of Caraccioli Cellars. I have to say that every time that I've been by, it has been packed with people. It's more of a social environment.
4: Yeah, it's really kind of a meeting place as well in Carmel. A lot of people come and taste a flight of wines before they go to dinner. We have a big screen TV in there. We feed all the games that are local and important, and it definitely becomes a meeting place for people.
2: So you must get a lot of first dates there, maybe?
4: You know, we get a lot of first dates, second dates. A lot of times it's couples that do come in, and we see them again after the first time.
2: I can imagine, and I would suggest that if anyone's thinking about a first date, that might be a really nice place to kick it off. One more time now, where is the tasting room located, and what are your hours?
4: We're located right in the heart of Carmel-by-the-Sea, right on Dolores, between Ocean and 7th. We're open daily from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m., and on Fridays and Saturdays, we actually open up at 11 and stay open till 10 p.m. Yeah.
1: Enjoy chocolate of all types at the 6th Annual Santa Cruz Chocolate Festival. Sunday, January 20th, from 1 to 4 p.m. at the Coconut Grove on the Beach Boardwalk. Sponsored by the UCSC Women's Club, proceeds support re-entry student scholarships at UCSC. Enjoy the silent auction, wine tasting, the Santa Cruz Derby Girls, and cupcake decorating. For more information, check SantaCruzChocolateFestival.org.
7: Howdy folks, my name is Mickey Phelps and I'm the executive chef of Crown Cafe Deli. It's getting cold outside, so why don't you stop by for a nice warm cup of soup or a nice winter fresh salad. Wow, let me tell you, this winter fresh salad has spring mix, cranberries, blue cheese and glazed pecans. This is sure to satisfy your needs. Also, don't forget that we have an amazing selection of hot and cold sandwiches. For example, the Brit, which is a roast beef and horseradish. We also offer every sandwich on gluten-free bread. And if you're looking for a nice dinner to go, stop by and get the tri-tip dinner with mashed potatoes and veggies. Crown Cafe is located at the Brown Ranch Marketplace in Capitola, between Bed Bath and & Beyond and Trader Joe's. For more information, please call 831 475 5992 or on the web at crowncafecatering.com
6: discover the difference at the garden company the difference in the way you're greeted the difference in the quality and diversity of our plants the difference in the knowledge of our staff and their commitment to your positive shopping experience hi I'm Charlie Kupin of the garden company nursery and gift shop a family-owned garden center since 1986 let us help you create colorful containers for your deck a fragrant planting for your entry, or an edible landscape for your personal harvest. You'll find everything you need, perennials, shrubs, vines, fruit trees, organic vegetables, earth-friendly products, pottery, soils, and much more. And there's our incredible gift shop with exquisite gift ideas for office parties, hostess gifts, Mother's Day, or any occasion. Discover why Good Times readers voted The Garden Company Best Nursery and Garden Supply. The Garden Company Nursery and Gift Shop, a proud member of Think Local First. 2218 Mission Street, across from Safeway, on the west side of Santa Cruz. The Garden Company Nursery and Gift Shop, a family-owned garden center since 1986.
8: Did you know that listening to Good Morning Monterey Bay every morning is good for your health? Every Thursday, join us with pharmacist Ben Fuchs as he talks about the latest health trends and the greatest health news to ensure a long, healthy life. Cure your case of the early mornings with Good Morning Monterey Bay, Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. Degrees of results may vary. Good Morning Monterey Bay is not responsible for any advice not taken into full consideration. Ask your doctor or ours before the use of Good Morning Monterey Bay. Good Morning Monterey Bay. You'll feel the difference in the morning.
2: welcome back to the costa report i'm rebecca costa and my guest today is one of the most renowned child advocates in the country mr mark class and before the break we were discussing a new app that every smartphone user can download right now that's right right as you're listening to this program called guardian angel and it'll give you automatic alerts of missing children in your immediate area and allow you to be part of the solution so i want to switch gears here for a moment, Mark. We're still reeling from the tragedy at Newtown last year, and as a person who has spent the past 20 years worried about the safety of our nation's children, how do you view what happened, and what are your feelings about this upcoming debate over gun control?
3: Well, I wanna preface this by saying that I stood at President Clinton's left shoulder when he signed the original assault weapons ban back in 1994. And although it was so close to my own daughter's tragedy and it was a terribly sad day, it was also one of the proudest days of my life because I I think I agree with most other Americans that Absolutely, we have our Second Amendment rights. Absolutely. we should have access to our guns, our handguns, and our rifles. But when it comes to these these killing machines, these these weapons that are built for nothing more than mass murder and the magazines that accompany them that have multiple that have room for multiple bullets, then I, I think that we need to take a stand and we need to rid our streets of these types of weapons because these are inevitably, the weapons that are used in these types of situations.
2: I I understand that. Then there's another part of me that says if the bad guys have all the automatic assault weapons and the good guys who are uh, law-abiding, the laws prevent them from having them, aren't we kind of outgunned and outmanned? I mean, every time we pass laws like this, the law-abiding people... Are the people that are left defenseless, and and that's what worries me. I, I have to tell you I'm very ambivalent about this this subject, and normally I'm not. I, I you know form forge form an opinion one way or another, but on this particular subject I I'm a little bit worried because I, I you know they're talking about putting armed guards at schools, and if they give them a pistol and somebody comes in with an assault uh, weapon, the guy with the pistol is out of luck.
3: Well, but that happens, you know. That that that's that's. <laughs> but take it in the other direction. Okay. I mean, the the next step then is RPGs, isn't it? The next step is 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 grenade propelled launchers.
2: I know. Uh, See, that's the other side of me. That's why I, I'm ambivalent. You can't keep escalating, or you wind up with Vietnam, right? I no, I I understand that. But also this idea that you're going to put an armed guard at every public school with a pistol. And I'm thinking, that guy would be wiped out in 10 seconds.
3: And we see this. I mean, Rebecca, we see this in, in armed robberies. There was a famous armed robbery down in Los Angeles some years ago where the uh, the police were completely and totally outmanned. Oh, outmanned. I
2: remember that. Remember that the footage of them out in the street? Just it was out-and-out out war.
3: Sure. But if we start limiting access to these weapons... I don't for one minute think that every criminal is going to have one or have access to one. I think the whole idea of the criminal mastermind is way overrated. Most of these guys act impulsively. They act in the moment. And if they're not able to get an assault weapon, then they'll use what they have. I don't think that these guys think long-term and get assault weapons and arm themselves so they'll be ready for these kinds of things, particularly if it becomes difficult for them to access these guns. Right now, all you have to do is walk into a gun show, and you can buy absolutely anything without having any kind of a background check run on you whatsoever i mean it's it's really to the point that we have more arms now probably per capita than we had back in the wild wild west we have more people carrying arms around with them than we had in the wild wild west And this proliferation of weapons this proliferation of of assault weapons is not making us a safer society
2: Right, and I understand what you're talking about is you're, you're going after certain types of weapons. You're, you're not saying that you're against people having guns to defend themselves and defend their family. I'm sure if Richard Allen Davis had entered your home and he had encountered you in the hallway instead of your daughter, you would have done every anything and everything to defend your family.
3: Well, sure, but guys like Richard Allen Davis don't go after grown men. <laughs> you know they really don't. Guys like Richard Allen Davis. No, but Trump but Laden, but any of these any of these psychopaths they 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 lurk in the shadows, hide in bedrooms and go after the weak members of society.
2: Of course, but heaven uh, forbid you should run across someone like that in your home.
3: Then you want to be able to dispatch them. There's no question about that at all. But I did not say for one minute that I I want to limit people's ability to get guns. I was specific when I said I think people's ability to to get assault weapons and semi-automatics and massive magazines um, is what really needs to be addressed in this conversation not but, the but only it, thing, But isn't something the
2: isn't something deeply disturbing going on in our society right now I mean you make the point that the number of missing persons report jumped 468% between 1982 and 2000 and and even you claim it is epidemic Uh, Last week, I had Peter Bergen on the program, and he claimed that a civilian was six times more likely to die from a gunshot wound in New Orleans than they were in the middle of the war in Afghanistan. So, you know, what's going on? What's happening to us?
3: Well, we I think about as many people die from gun violence or gun wounds in the United States in a two-year period of time as we lost soldiers in the Vietnam War back in uh, an entire decade back in the 70s. That led us to, to hold massive protests and really change society in a lot of ways. But here we don't blink. And I think we've become so inundated. You know, I kind of have a theory, Rebecca, that, that we're afforded such unbelievable freedoms in our society. We have freedoms to almost say anything that we want, to do anything that we want, to go any place that we want, to arm ourselves with anything that we want, that we need, we need strong reactions to individuals that abuse those rights and i don't see that we have that in a lot of ways i see our our criminal justice system turning away from from the punitive approach to crime and uh going to alternative means we see it in california they're letting tens of thousands of criminals out onto the streets they don't have a choice they they don't have
2: a choice there's the 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 jails and the prisons are overcrowded they're being forced by law to release
3: them we have prisons that are unmanned in california that can be revitalized and they can put the people back in there put the right people in prisons but for goodness sakes don't let violent people out onto the streets and say they're nonviolent and that's happening in large numbers look at the murder rates in california they're they're going way up now The violent crime rates are going way up now because of Governor Brown's realignment. But but let's get to the but
2: but let's talk about the real problem here. The real problem isn't so much that you've incarcerated someone and now you're letting them go. It's the numbers of people that are that are thinking in this way, that want right. to commit crimes, that right. that that think it's okay to uh, to destroy the lives of children, to steal property, to harm others. Something is going on in our society, wouldn't you agree?
3: Yes, I
2: would and it's absolutely- systemic and it's very dangerous and all the figures the violence the gun violence the number of missing children the number of missing adults the uh, spousal abuse statistics every statistic across the board that re- that signals danger to a society is going up and and this is a, a this is very frightening to
3: me but look what happens when somebody suggests that you step back on some of these measures. I mean, look what's happening with the gun conversation right now. You have, I think, a lot of reasonable people that would like to see some limits put on, but then you see other people that are saying that these are conspiracies and that this is a plot to get rid of all weapons in our society. And I think if you approach the mental health issue the same way, you'll probably get the same kind of reaction.
2: Well, I think Peter Bergen said it right. You know, last week he said, this is a national security issue, and make no mistake about it. And I think he's right. I think this has to be repositioned, not as a second amendment or even a constitutional issue i think this has to be repositioned as a national security issue now we have to take our last break when we come back we're going to continue our discussion about what it's like to be raising a child in what is arguably a more dangerous world you're listening to the costa report now here's something to think about If we're having the same problems in the United States that every other country is struggling with, then are these problems really domestic issues? At what point do we wake up and say, hey, if it's happening to everyone, it means it's happening to our species? That's why I'm asking you to read The Watchman's Rattle, because when you do, you'll see that the very idea that there are domestic and international threats is a myth. All of the problems we face today, problems like unemployment, debt, climate change, terrorism, nuclear proliferation, even the spread of pandemic viruses involve other nations. So please take a moment to pick up the Watchman's Rattle. It's a perspective you'll not find anywhere else, and it offers us solutions you won't find anywhere else. Get the Watchman's Rattle. Do it now. You'll be glad you did.
5: Just about everyone knows that fruits and vegetables are good for our health, but not everyone knows how to build a healthier plate. Hi, I'm Amy Tobin, a cookbook author and culinary expert. For each meal, nutrition experts recommend filling half of your plate with fruits and veggies. Whether it's fresh berries with your breakfast cereal, a wrap filled with your favorite roasted vegetables for lunch, or a medley of crunchy veggies for a pre-dinner nibble, Dole provides the freshest and highest quality produce available. When you load up on all the nutritional good stuff, you give your meal an instant boost of color, flavor, and texture, plus vitamins and minerals and fiber. Everything your body needs to succeed. For nutritional inspiration and to learn more about Dole's fresh, whole, and cut vegetables and a full line of berries, visit Dole.com. With Dole as your partner in health, the possibilities are endless. Visit Dole.com.
1: We always knew Dr. Guy Peabody to be an excellent dentist, and so we're not surprised when, once again, Dr. Peabody was voted best dentist in Santa Cruz County in the Good Times Reader's Poll. But you do not need a Reader's Poll to know how good Dr. Peabody is. Just ask his patients.
3: Hi, I'm Robert. I have found Dr. Peabody to be a wonderful dentist, and I would most highly recommend him to anyone.
8: My name's Ramona. My dentistry has never been better. I have beautiful teeth now, Was very comfortable, delightful experience, and I would recommend them to anyone.
3: My name is Terry. I am terrified of going to the dentist, and they told me about the guy peabody sedated dentistry they're really great people
1: visit drpeabody.com that's drpeabody.com or better yet give dr peabody's office a call at 457-0343 and be warmly welcomed and assisted in scheduling your appointment that's 457-0343 you will be happy you called santa cruz's choice for best dentist Relax. You can't afford to negotiate court procedures and prepare court documents with the help of Angel Hess, the legal document assistant and a notary public with over 20 years experience in helping attorneys and people just like you save lots of money while negotiating the legal system. With Angel Hess's help, you can afford to prepare complaints, summons, answers and discovery, uncontested probates, wills and powers of attorney, dissolve a marriage and modify support or child custody.
8: Hello, I'm Angel Hess. I am not an attorney and cannot give you legal advice or represent you in court. However, I can save you a lot of time and money by providing you with professionally prepared documents for your day in court. Listen.
7: My name is Dina. I went to Angel Hess. She's wonderful, very professional, knowledgeable and great help. I was able to get the agreement that I needed Based on the information that she provided on the forms, the Judge was very impressed. I was very glad.
1: Angel Hess is bonded and registered with the County of Santa Cruz and a proud member of the Santa Cruz County Bar Association and Think Local First. Save time, save money, save peace of mind. Call on the angel, Angel Hess, 831 426 8536.
2: Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and my guest today is child advocate, Mr. Mark Class. And before we took a moment to hear from our sponsors, we were talking about how missing persons, mass murder, spousal abuse, and other very dangerous metrics are all on the rise these days. So let's talk about how to teach children the right amount of caution without making them fearful to engage with the world. I mean, you probably get asked about this a lot. So what kinds of things can you share with young parents who are trying to walk that fine line between complete paranoia and also engendering a zest for life
3: sure and and i, I think that that uh, paranoia is going to limit children in, in so many ways we we really have to allow them to be kids we have been we have been promoting some simple rules for a long time now um first of all Kids need to always tell their parents where they're going. So parents have to ensure that they have that open conversation with children. Uh, We believe in the buddy system. We think that you should always be with somebody else, whether you're six years old or 60 years old. It makes a lot more sense, and there's always strength in numbers. We also feel, Rebecca, that you should trust your gut, trust your feelings, your instinct. If something feels wrong, then it probably is wrong. And you should put distance between yourself and whatever is making you feel bad. And then if you're a child and you feel that you're endangered, I think that you have to understand that not all strangers are bad, that the vast majority of strangers would be good, and that if you feel threatened, you can go to somebody, a mom with kids, uh, a mom without kids, a police officer or emergency service person in uniform, other kids, uh, store clerks. and All of these people will help a child out of a difficult situation. And then we've also promoted the use of cell phones with children for a long time. And I know that one of the problems with that is that the children might lose the cell phone, but in fact, the Leo wristwatch that uh, we were talking about earlier does double as a cell phone, and it gives parents the ability to have that 24-7 contact. But then I think probably the most important thing of all is to have an open dialogue with your children and to make sure that you have the best information at hand. Again, we had spoken about ignorance earlier and making sure your children understand what they should be doing. You understand what you should be doing. You have plans in place and you have as much connectivity as you can possibly have. This
2: is such a dark subject. It's kind of like the reason people don't make wills. They don't want to talk about life insurance. You know, This easily falls into this category of you don't want to do it. You don't want to have the conversation. It's dark. You're afraid you'll do it wrong. You're afraid your kids will get scared. Uh, You may not say the right thing, or worse yet, that they might not listen to you. How do you do it?
3: Well, I think people have to understand that, first of all, crime can happen to anybody. Crime does not discriminate. We see um, wealthy little girls like Elizabeth Smart go missing. We see middle-class girls like like Polly go missing. We see girls that don't have a lot of money go missing a lot of time. So uh, I think, first of all, it can strike anywhere, but it doesn't have to be a fear-based conversation. I mean, really, it's about learning, and it's about giving your kids the best possible information so that they will make the best possible choices. And I think if you approach it like that and do it in an age-appropriate way, and I think parents instinctively understand what an age-appropriate way is, then then you can have that conversation. You know, we have a program called the Printathon that we've taken all over the country for the last 20 years now, and really one of the great purposes and goals of that program is to give parents an upbeat environment in which to have that conversation or begin that conversation. And
2: and what about social media and chat rooms? You know, this seems to be a place where a lot of predators go to lure youngsters. And any guidelines that parents should use there?
3: Well, sure. I mean, the the reality is is that in many respects, we've made our streets safer. We know who the registered sex offenders are, but, uh, but we don't know who anybody is online. Now, another program that we're introducing is called uh, cocoon for class kids and cocoon for class kids is absolutely and totally free it provides because it works in the cloud it provides tracking protection um, so your kids will not be able to be tracked by either predators or unwanted and unwarranted marketers Um, It also protects against spyware, it protects against malware, and it also comes with a a whitelist of age appropriate URLs that you can lock into your your computers, your PDAs, your cell phones, etc., etc., so that you then can control your children's online environment. That's a very good way to ensure that they don't go to places that they shouldn't go. And then, of course, you also have to talk to them on a regular basis. But, you know, the argument has always been that if you want to monitor your kids' online activity, you should put the family computer in the center of the living room and just peek over their shoulders. Well, you know what? That's a 20th century answer to a 21st century problem. <laughs> it's not about the home computer anymore. It's about smartphones. It's about tablets. It's about laptops. It's about friends. It's about connectivity. It's about, it's about uh, um, an awful lot of things.
8: Well, I had
2: a technology expert tell me once that your children should never have more friends on Facebook than they actually have in person. So if you have seven best friends or 10 friends or 20 friends at school, that's how many they should have on Facebook, not 2,000.
3: Yeah, and you know what? An awful lot, of Millions and millions of kids that are under 13, which is the age where you're supposed to have Facebook, have Facebook profiles. So I don't think that they're necessarily listening to a lot of that information. Um, I think that you know a lot of the popularity of Facebook is based upon how many friends you can acquire. So I think you're right. I think that there's no question about that, but who's listening to that? I think parents need to find ways to better control their children's online lifestyles, and I think Cocoon for Class Kids is one way to uh, do that, and it doesn't cost anything.
2: So we've talked a little bit about what parents can do. Now, let me ask you, what do our nation's leaders need to do? You mentioned a ban on assault weapons. Um, what, what other uh, legislation or what other things can government do to help arm parents?
3: Well, this is one of the things that really frightens me and one of the things that pushed us into a technology direction, because I don't think that our leaders are really doing much at all anymore. We pass legislation, but we don't really enforce the laws. We have been working in California for the last two years to update Megan's law by including Internet identifiers. Things like email addresses and IM handles, so that social networking sites could use that information to scour relevant profiles from their online communities. And we met massive resistance. Rebecca, we couldn't even get a bill out of out of committee up in uh, up in the legislature, out of either house of the of the legislature.
2: And, so, and why is that? What's the resistance about?
3: I don't know what the resistance about. On one hand, it was a, a San Francisco. Um, Assemblyman who headed the public safety committee, a fellow named Amiano, Tom Amiano, who felt that it was a there was an anti-gay um, angle to it, which was completely absurd. Hmm. But you know what? Here's what happened we took it to a proposition prop 35 on the on on the last november's ballot and people were very very clear about what it was and it passed by a larger margin than any other proposition in the history of california people understood instinctively that this is a good way to protect themselves but then the very next week the aclu took it to court so now it's tied up in court as it's being challenged because they are feeling that it, this is too 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 punitive towards sex offenders
2: and we wonder why we're gridlocked you know we wonder i hear stories like this and it just makes my blood pressure go up before we run out of time today because you know i could keep you on for several hours and i hope that you'll come back Uh, before we run out of time today how can listeners learn more about the foundation and your work
3: well, we just introduced a new website. Um, we revamped it for the third time in our history. It's classkids.org, K-L-A-A-S-K-I-D-S, and we have put all of our resources online. Um, everything that people want, the technologies that we've been talking to are online. Our newsletter anthology is online. Information about our print thon is online. If people would be so kind as to donate money to us, um, they can do that online as well. But we feel that it's probably the best child's safety resource that exists.
2: I have to agree with you and I hope our listeners will contribute to the foundation and will go online and take advantage of the many tools that you have there. I'm afraid that's all the time we have left but before I let you go please let me thank you on behalf of all parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, teachers, everyone for working to protect our children. Thank you Mr. Class.
3: Thank you so much.
2: If your station is leaving us after the first hour, my guest next week is everyone's favorite American historian, H.W. Brands. He'll be getting us in just the right mood for the presidential inauguration ceremony and festivities by explaining when and how the swearing-in of the president got started and what significance it plays in modern times. So don't miss H.W. Brands next week. Same time, same station on your favorite weekly news program. Now stay tuned for the second hour of the Costa Report when I take your calls.
8: Hi, I'm Judy Profeta, owner, broker, and active real estate agent of Pennell Realtors, a locally owned real estate company. We've operated on the peninsula for over 16 years, currently located on the corner of Ocean and Dolores and Unipero between 5th and 6th in downtown Carmel. We serve the Monterey Peninsula, focusing on Carmel, Pebble Beach, and the Carmel Valley. Our firm of about 50 agents represents everything from Carmel Cottages to Pebble Beach Estates and Oceanfront Properties to Valley Vineyards. We are actually known for our vast inventory of fine properties. Drop by and see us, or better yet, visit our website at apr-carmel.com. That's apr-carmel.com. Or you can give us a call at 831 831- and make sure you tell them Judy sent me
4: I need a data backup solution for my business to replace my current tape backup device.
6: Do you want to spend a lot of money? No. Do you want to store and pay for replicated data? No. How about a solution that's difficult to install and use? No. Offshore automated phone tree support okay? No. Then yes, we can
4: help. Barracuda Backup. End-to-end protection for physical and virtual servers, including data deduplication, to significantly reduce storage requirements, and replicated cloud storage for assured recovery, and live humans to answer your calls. Try Barracuda Backup free. Go to barracuda.com yes.